I want to um, reintroduce a word to all of us. You know how words sometimes kind of get watered down after a while? They get overused, and you lose the appreciation of them. I'm convinced one of those words, no matter what your age is, that has lost some of its effect is the word good. We're used to now having other words that are superlative to that word. For many of us, we've had some kind of testing, some kind of rewarding system, some kind of achievement level that says good, better, best. And it's dropped the word good down here to a blase area. How many times has someone come to your house and you've prepared a meal and you feel pretty good about your meal? And they say, was, how do you feel about it? It was good. What you heard was, well, it's all right. Because we're used now to having somebody, oh my goodness, it was incredible. <laughs> Ladies, you've just left the beauty salon. <laughs> How's my hair look? It's good. While she was wanting to hear you say, it's stunning. This word, good. So we're going to look at our God today. And realize that God is a good God. When you see God, you see good. When you see good, you see find God. Or Roberts made this expression, for those of you who's got any age on you at all, God is a good God. How many times have I heard Or Roberts make this simple statement? Yet, how profound that it is, that God is a good God. Again, we usually will say something's good and add another word, well, it's good enough. How many knows that God is more than good enough? And he's also more than enough good. Because he's exceedingly and abundantly above. He's a good God. Our normal description of good just doesn't know how to find itself in our vocabulary as it pertains to God, and yet the Bible tells us about this good God. We're so human. I relate it to a pastor I heard about. This pastor was going on his first plane ride, and as he got to the aircraft, anxiety started to set in. By the time he got in the aircraft, he was white-knuckling the seat in front of him flight attendant came over 
and said, it'll be all right. And he couldn't hardly even speak to her. He was so nervous. Finally, she said, sir, it'll be all right. You just got to have faith. It's going to be all right. He said, listen, ma'am, I know all about faith. I'm, I'm a pastor. So she came back to him and said, well, I'm kind of shocked that I'm, you say that you have faith, but you're, you're not exercising. He said, let me tell you something. He said, the promise in the Bible is, lo, I will be with you always. Never said anything about high. And as much as we laugh at this pastor, you know, we find ourselves in those categories of, well, I know God in the height, but I don't know him in the depth. I know him in the depth, but I don't know him in the width. I know him in the width, but I don't know him in the breadth. There's growing room for us. We struggle about this good God. I know him in arenas. I know him in areas. I know him in the sanctuary. But do I know him in my backyard? Do I know him in business? Do I know him in the relationship with my children? Do I know him as I meet a person I've never met previously? Does, it, does he get involved in all areas of my life? And is he always good? Psalms 145 Verses 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. And his mercy is over all that he has made. He's good to all. That shocks us sometimes because there's people we would never be good to. Can I hear an amen? And yet you see goodness coming into their life. Well, they don't deserve that good, but that's who God is, and that's what he does. Ooh, come on, somebody. And then sometimes we cheat ourselves about his goodness because right now we don't feel like we're on our A game, and therefore we don't measure up to him being good to me. How many of us grew up in a home where if you eat your green beans, oh, here's my mother-in-law. I'll give you some ice cream if you're a good little girl and eat all your green beans. As children, if you're a good little boy, if you're a good little girl, you're going to get this. What we're hearing is, but if I'm not good, I don't get anything. Whew, come on. How many times has God been right there because he's so good? But I haven't been good enough yet to get his goodness. My God is a preacher. Regardless of who you are and what you've done, he is still good. Because he's God. Goodness is intrinsic with him. You can't separate good out of him. Wow. You see, our struggle is, is we are in a lifestyle of comparisons. We're always comparing ourselves to somebody else. 
I'm not as pretty as she is. I'm not as handsome as he is. I'm not as strong. I'm not as intelligent. Always comparing. We compare churches. We compare our clothes. We compare our cars. We compare our salaries. We compare, we compare, we compare. But there is no comparison to God. And there we fall short. I really can't grasp and to just say you're good, that's not enough. I want to say that you're majestic and, oh, I'm just enraptured in your presence. And, but you see those words sound hollow coming from me because I don't typically say that. But we're talking about God who is good. Of the things in Scripture that's bore out, we find out that God is spirit. And that's why we struggle trying to compare. I want to relate him to my, heaven, my earthly father or my mother or my best friend, but he's God, he's spirit. Therefore, he's infinite, eternal, not limited to time or space. My mind can't grasp that. Infinite, spirit, sovereign, Holy, wise, meaning all wise, righteous, God is light, God is love. And then there it is. God is good. Well, when you were talking about righteous and And holy and light, those were lofty terms in my mind. And even though I can't totally understand all of it, but then all of a sudden God is good. But maybe this is helping us to capture what that really means. Because what we're saying completely is our God is perfect. There is no weakness in him. He doesn't fall short in any area. There is no evil in him. See, we're digging a little deeper now because even though we hear those statements, know those statements, we haven't pondered on those statements. You know, we try to talk about somebody that's good, and somewhere along the way we say, well, I know they're not perfect, but man, they're about as good as you can get. They've really matured in life. They've really excelled. They're so patient with me. They're so kind to others. And yet we know that we were born with an evil heart, but not God. You see, that's where we usually struggle with, yeah, he's oh, slow to anger. He's full of mercy. Yeah. But somewhere, I want to say, but isn't there an area in God's makeup, his character, That he's a little human? That he can have a bad day?
You see, this is why. My son comes to me this told me about somebody else's age and said, well, their view of God has changed. Breaks my heart. I don't have the faith in him with this young man. I, I, my concept, he's become diminished. Maybe he's not really all things or maybe he's not all merciful. You see, why would we want to go anywhere else but our God? Humanly speaking, don't we want to gravitate to the best person in the room if we wanted to get a job done? Don't we want somebody to give us solid counsel? And here we have a God who can't fail because he's good. He's not a better best. He is good. Wow. Yeah, he's a good God. No evil in him. We see this in our God from the very beginning of time as we know it, as God is creating. And at the end of each day, he is saying, I've got my mark on it. It is good. He didn't go to day two after day one and say, well, I did better today than yesterday. No, he said the same thing. It is good. Each day he's creating. And notice how he's creating. Each day is from the evening to the morning. I love always bringing that out. Because God's always working from darkness and bringing it to the light. We talk about day being the morning and the evening. Biblical language is from the evening to the morning. He's always drawing us out, calling us out, improving upon us, maturing us, growing us in his grace. He's a good God. Each day he creates that's good. That's good. That's good. And on the sixth day after he had created all things, Genesis 1 and 31 says what? And God saw all the things that he created and said it was very good. He didn't. Try to bump it up. He's just emphasizing what he has done. You see, it's his fingerprint. It's his signature. When you find good, you find God. When you find God, you find good. How many of us have found out as a rank sinner, come to God, God, I need you. I don't deserve you. And you found that there was a good God willing to take you. And all your sorriness. And all of our sorrowness, I'll throw myself under the bus as well. He's a good God. You see, it starts setting in. The rich young ruler came to Jesus, and he says, good teacher. Jesus had to stop him. Why are you talking to me about good? There's only one. That word goes to one. We find Jesus and that word peace comes to mind, but 
When we talk about God, the sovereign, the righteous, yes, Jesus is God, but in the manifestation and understanding the concept of a God that creates, he is good. Everything he's created is good. Oh my gosh, the day, the stuff that we're looking and spinning and twisting and blinding people. And it's an accusing finger toward God. God, you didn't do a good job on me. But God says, I created you and everything I create is good. Come on, somebody. Well, I'm not as tall as I thought I ought to be, but you're good. I've got too much weight on me, but you're good. I wish I had a different hair color. Well, that can be remedied. Ah, just making sure you're there. You see, it's God's style. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. The Father of lights, the Bible describes Good. When Joseph was being maligned and abused by his siblings, and after all the prison days, after all the heartache, after the passage of time, and those brothers had to meet Joseph once again, Joseph looked at him and said, you meant it for evil, but God has meant it for good. Even in the times we don't understand, God can't find him looking for him. He isn't the perception we thought he'd be in this moment. The timing's a little off. He's still God and he's good and what he's doing is good. How many times have I found myself in prayer, in meditation, just running myself down? God, I know I don't deserve. And you can almost hear him say, would you shut? Oh, he doesn't talk to you like that? You're focusing on you too much. And you're, you're dwelling on your circumstances too much. Look unto me. Oh, that's good. Just in that moment of getting my attention and making me look upward. It's God. He's still on the throne. He hasn't changed. He's still exceedingly able. He's still loving and kind and gracious and merciful. And slow to anger. How many times have you looked at God and said, God, if I was in your role, I would have already killed me. <laughs> Thank God you're slow to anger. <laughs> you see, it's his nature, it's his character, it's his signature. Hang with me another moment. We know as we go into the New Testament, Philippians 1 and 6, some of you got it on your coffee mugs. It's something that we hear and we can finish it ourselves. He that began a good work, 
shall bring it to completion. Little Bella back there, he has started visually for us another good work, but he's not finished with her development, and neither is he finished with our development. He that has begun a good work, that's the only kind of work he does, William. It's always good work. And he's the one that initiates, just like in the days of creation. And he's creating in me. That's why I love the psalmist. The psalmist captured it. Create in me again. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. You've begun the good work. Keep on doing it, God. It's the only kind of work you can do. That's why, again, another coffee mug or T-shirt scripture that we know. Good comes out of all things to those who love him, called according to his purpose. Good comes out. Good. Why? Because he's involved. There is no shadow of turning in him. He's always been good. He'll always be good. He's good. Is it soaking in a little bit more now as we focus upon a word that has become diminished by cultural use and yet from the biblical perspective? Lois, aren't you glad that God's a good God? He's not a mean God. He's not a temperamental God. He's not a so-so God. He's a good God. All of a sudden we realize it's not like the little boys in the backyard comparing their dads. Well, my dad's good. Well, my dad's better. Well, my dad's the best. It's just like someone else walks in and says, yeah, but my dad's good. That's enough said. Because it's always enough. It's always enough. And it's exactly what I needed. Isn't it amazing those days where it's like, wow, that's what I needed to hear from somebody today. That's what I needed to experience today. That's what I needed to experience in my heart again. It's good. But it rubs off on us. And listen very closely. Romans 12 and 9. Here's the sage advice from Scripture. Abhor that which is evil and cling to that which is good. What you're saying is, I'm going to hug God because he's good. I'm going to hold on to his promises I'm going to hold on to his presence. That evil thing may be tantalizing and alluring. It may be something exhilarating, tantalating, whatever else we want to use. But I'm going to cling to God. I'm going to cling to that which is good. Matter of fact, Isaiah prophesied, and man, we're living in a time when it's being tested sorely. He said, woe to those who call good evil 
Now we know the full impact. That which is good, don't you dare say it's not of God. And don't give Satan credit for God's work. Come on, somebody. Don't call evil good and good evil. For us, we began experiencing our, in this stewardship of grace where God's presence, you know, if, if you hang around somebody long enough, they start rubbing off on you, don't they? How many of you are making, using a quote that you didn't learn in your home? You've learned it because somebody else at work started using it. You, get, you hang around a while and you start, someone else, how long have you been using that word? I don't know. I, 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 I guess since I met so-and-so. You start changing, especially when you're around somebody that you want to emulate. And that's the way it is. That's why we share so often the importance of praise and the importance of prayer and the importance of God's word because the more you hang around God, guess what? <laughs> he starts rubbing off on us. Someone up said, hey, you did a good job. Thank you. That's God in me. That was a good word. Thank you. That was from him. He just used my mouth to speak it. I'm going to that which is evil. I don't have room in my life. How many of us grew up in a time where we heard quite often in church, abstain from that which is evil? Today it's like, huh, see if I can hug it a little more. It's, let me just stretch grace out, see how far grace will go. Now, I love this expression, cling to that which is good. And in that he starts, if you'll stand with me today, I want you to realize what he's been doing in your life. Because all through scripture, listen now what he's been telling us. He is equipped you to do good. 